0: Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know? I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-N-K-E-S-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T- Use the code bonkers at checkout. It's a movie that stars two of my favorite characters from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and a wrestler from Raw. We saw Money Plane, so you know what that means.
0: Now it's time for How to create? We're gonna have a good time
2: Celebrate some failure Not just be
1: a hater Cause you know you wonder How to Discreate Let's wallow in the mediocrity Of subpar art Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question, how did this get made? Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I am Tall John Shear. Boy, oh boy, we are doing another quarantine episode, and what an episode we have in store for you today. It is the brand new release. I'm talking 2020. I'm talking two weeks ago this film came out. It is called Money Plane, uh, and it has some pretty big stars, even if they're not on screen for a lot of time. Uh, We have in here uh, Thomas Jane. We have Denise Richards. We also have Kelsey Grammer as an amazing villain in this film. And what do you need to know? Well, basically, uh, a group of thieves uh, have to do an impossible heist, which is rob the money plane where anything goes. But can they do it? Because maybe not everything is as it appears. To break this down today, uh, we have with me my two co-hosts. Please welcome Jason Manzucas.
2: Money Plane!
1: <laughs> money plane! Money plane! Money plane may be my new Geostorm.
2: I, this this has real Geostorm potential to just scream money plane. I mean, this was I I mean, this was I can't wait to get into this. I don't understand. I believe there are 11 people in this movie and that it is this movie looks like it's a terrible like uh, this movie looks worse than like NCIS cyber. It is (laughs) or 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 whatever, whatever that show like this is (laughs) this was wild to watch like how little was happening how many times, okay, this movie presumes its audience is so stupid. It recaps the movie every 10, mi- every 10 minutes, they recap what they're doing and where I'm like, we got to get into it. But you tell, you said something in the beginning of this, uh, in your intro, Paul, that blew
1: my mind was the lead of this movie, Thomas Jane, Jason, save that thought because you're not alone in the confusion about Thomas Jane. Uh, our other co-host also had a lot of Thomas Jane questions. Please welcome Miss June Diane Raphael. How are you, June?
0: I'm doing okay, Paul. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Um, June, why don't you tell Jason about our issue that we had about Thomas Jane last night?
0: So, Jason, it's so funny you say that because, um, well, well, let me actually back up a little bit. Paul, I didn't even tell you this last night, but as I was looking at my calendar... Uh, To find out what movie we were watching And I would look at Sunday night And I would just sort of glance over Like, oh, Sunday night is when I have to watch The How Did This Get Made movie And the title of the Well, the title of the movie is usually In the the Little calendar reminder And I, for I think the last week and a half Thought we were about to watch a movie called Monkey Planet
2: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, if that movie exists We are doing
1: it next Chris Catan in Monkey I, Planet. <laughs> I
0: was dreading it, and then Paul started looking for it, and he said, "What's the name of the movie again?" And I said, "Oh, it's Money Plane." And then I got really excited. Yeah. And this movie because was, you like a plane movie, love through. a plane I mean, is, movie, oh, love really? a plane movie. Oh, Jason, this is like this right up is you one of the I mean, fundamental like facts a about myself. Passenger
2: Fifty Seven type of plane movie, like a like a thriller plane movie.
0: Oh, I mean, we've talked about this at length before, yes. but I have, I, I, I the stakes of movies on a plane to sure. me are so much higher. Did um, you say
2: the stakes of the movie on the plane or the no, snakes she said the of snakes. the movie on the the snakes. Did you say the snakes
0: <laughs> of the movie on the plane? Okay, the got. snakes and the stakes.
2: Oh, okay, got to get those snakes, <laughs> baby,
0: grill them up. Sometimes the snakes are the stakes. June, you know, I remember like oh, one of our first delicious.
1: early dates was seeing snakes on a plane together, right? And
0: it was so much fun. We were hissing at the screen. Oh, the high stakes of your snake date. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I, I, I really enjoyed watching this movie. When it started, we saw the credit come up for Thomas Jane. And I thought, oh, OK, this is interesting. When is he going to pop up? And we're watching and we're watching and we're watching. And then I paused it toward the very end. And I said, Paul where is Thomas Jane? And he said, oh, he's going to come up the third act, third act surprise. And I thought, okay. And then I looked at the time and we had five minutes left.
2: Oh, that's wild. Yes.
0: Okay. And then so that- I
1: said to June, wait a second, June. <coughs> I think that Harry is Thomas Jane. And, <laughs> and to which you're like, no, no. And we went on a deep Google dive yeah. to figure out, is that Thomas Jane? And lo and behold, it, it was, was Thomas, Thomas Jane. Jane.
0: It was? Yes! What are you That was Thomas about? Jane. What? That what on earth is happening? That person is Thomas Jane. That's hung? Yes! Yes!
2: <laughs> what? Okay, whoa. Wait, so you didn't even know? You didn't even know? You never knew. This- okay, here's what I'm going to tell you. A. I did not know Thomas Jane was in this movie until you just said so. Okay, like I didn't clock the meaning. I didn't clock the um, the the cast list or anything. Um, so after the um, after the as the movie began and the four title cards came up uh, for companies I've never heard of, and then the ca- I basically started fast forwarding until I started seeing stuff. So I must have missed that Thomas Jane was in the movie. So then. Okay. When you just said Thomas Jane, I was like, who was Thomas Jane? And then I instinctiv- instinctively thought, there must be another man whose name is Thomas Jane. While well, I you- went through
0: that uh, thought process, too, when we had five minutes And there minutes was left. just a bit of confusion. <laughs> yes.
2: But no, you're telling me that Harry, the guy who's like the piloting the drone the and playing video yes. games with the daughter, that is... Thomas Jane from Punisher, Thomas Jane from Magnolia. That uh, man is
0: Thomas
1: Jane. That is Thomas Jane. And if you look at him online, he is just aged. I don't think he's had any work done, but I did a deep dive of Google image searches. It is definitely Thomas Jane. He's just aged into this look. Um, which is incredibly different.
0: No, because Whoa. you just say he's aged into this look and nothing else has happened. Like, this is a natural progression. I disagree. Something happened. See, he
2: looks like a different person. A different
0: person. Because
2: person. I know what Thomas Jane looks like. You yes. know what I mean? Like, And this, the character of Harry... We all thought we did. Is, ...was a face that I was like, because this movie is full of faces I didn't know... You, you thought know, he was another face you didn't have. I was like, oh, I guess this was sold on Kelsey Grammer. And, you know that's the money that's why everybody that's why there's only 11 talking roles and they shoot the whole movie on like <laughs> I don't know what I was picturing for money playing but I was picturing something huge and opulent and like like a full casino stories, inside like a double of a plane decker. yes no, I was picturing this... something ex- <laughs> like big like the stakes were you know like big when he said you can bet on a man wrestling a crocodile I was like that's gonna be on the Plane, but instead, the plane is like a small, like a 727 that can only fit one poker table
0: and it's tight. (laughs) But
1: by the way, for that 727, I was, yeah, I was still lost about the geography of the plane. These people were bopping around this plane as if it had multiple levels, but it, like, I never understood where they were going. They would walk through curtain after curtain. I mean, this movie. Like I wasn't joking. It's a low budget movie, and they really make up for a lot of it by just putting a lot of different colored curtains to delineate different rooms. And at certain points, you're on a plane, but you're clearly not on a plane. You're just in a room. I mean, there's it is is a movie
2: that is all broad strokes, and like the curtains, they might as it might the curtains might as well be like vault doors. Like if you pull the first class (laughs) curtains shut, that means nobody can pass, you know what I mean? Like if they treat those (laughs) curtains as if they are impermeable by other people, like it is, I'm trying to think of a comp for money plane, like what I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to be in the um, Kingsman part two, or part one when they all go to the when all the richest people go to the island to be like, we're going to be the people that survive the blah, blah, blah. And everything's open for business. I thought it was going to be
0: that on a plane. And no, instead... they've put, well, listen, they've put no money into the Zero. actual money plane. I mean, no, it's, wait, it's a just tricky... to go back to Thomas Jane for one second. Oh, please. Okay. Because I, I, I really don't want to move off of him too quickly. So I know none of us recognized his face. And and I'm not that familiar. Like, I maybe saw one episode of Hung. I'm not that familiar but I do feel like I know him
2: well he was also like around he was given he shots. Was he was in a yes. development he was in he had a prominent role in boogie nights he wasn't Correct. just a, like an also ran he like was mm. given real opportunity he was the punisher in a full installment so I he mean also yeah, just I did not star.
0: recognize but I didn't recognize the way he looked but I also didn't recognize the acting at all
1: yes I mean, and that's what
0: was shocking,
1: too. Well, let you know, it's hard to judge the acting because I believe that uh, Kelsey Grammer, uh, (laughs) uh, our star from Hung, Thomas Jane, and Denise Richards were all on set. Denise Richards on set for maybe an hour and 45 minutes. Yes,
0: she's done before lunch. You know,
1: Kelsey Grammer, uh, an afternoon or a morning. And I think that Thomas Jane put the most time in probably at max day and a half. I wonder
2: if there's any... Any real housewives of Beverly Hills footage of Denise Richards shooting her episode of Money Plane. I would oh, love. I, I, would I think love to it was get...
0: before, but there's another oh. interesting real housewives of Beverly Hills crossover because, of course, Kelsey was also on season yes. one. Yes.
1: One of the oh, best. That's right. Because his ex wife, yes. Right? Ex wife was one of the. Okay, got ironically, it. Ironically, he fell in love with a stewardess.
0: On a plane. Holy Okay, want to know something Honest even crazier? It is, it is, I mean, I don't know if this is just like Bravo lore, but the one of the first episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills features Camille Grammer saying goodbye to Kelsey as he goes to New York to do a Broadway show. And then he leaves for New York and she starts the season filming. Um... I. It, it is said to be true that on the flight to New York after he left her, that is when allegedly. Met. We
2: should say allegedly. Yes. Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly. We should he,
2: for very <laughs> specific
1: reasons. This isn't allegedly. bitch sesh. We do not have the total clearance of the Bravo team behind us here.
0: <laughs> he met his new wife, the flight attendant, on that flight.
1: I think that that's true, June. I think that that is true, true, true.
0: Great.
2: I mean, and that's the heartbreak for those of us that are single during this pandemic. We're not able to get on planes and meet stortices readily or uh, flight, flight attendants. attendants, rather. You know, it is not a uh, that's that's the, the number one dating pool, uh, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> uh, and and it's, I, I'm cut off from it.
0: Listen, I, I will say I did not appreciate hearing Kelsey Grammar curse during these difficult times.
1: I <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> But it wasn't Kelsey it Grammer, June. It was June. It was put. Darius Emmanuel Grouch the <laughs> Third. I want to say it again. Darius <laughs> Emmanuel Grouch the Third is his name, and now, his nickname I, I is I be the, the Rumple.
2: <laughs> he he also has a nickname. He his by the way his last name is Grouch. So his his nickname is unquestionably the Grouch, right? Or Oscar right. the Grouch, or anything that it, his nickname is Grouch. So why is his why does he have a, 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 a separate moniker that is the Rumble
1: and then a third no, no, moniker? No, I he thought he's it was the gr- I thought it was the Grumble. <laughs> I think it's the Rumble. The, the Rumble. Okay. The rumble?
0: What? That's, That's a r- weird name. I heard it name. as the
1: rumble. <laughs> I heard it as like grumble, like I'm the grumbler. I,
2: I heard like it as the grumble. rumble. Oh, now this is interesting. <laughs> June, do you do June? Do you have a note on this by any chance? <laughs> Did you hear it as specific?
0: I also, I thought it was the grumble.
2: You Okay, so maybe I'm wrong then. Maybe yeah, but I, was... I don't
0: know. But I think it's also because Paul was repeating that. So I, I um, can't trust myself. When he referred
2: to himself as his last name was Grouch... And then said what I believed to be was the Rumble, I was like, okay, this is unquestionably like a work of pure genius because I don't understand any of what's happening right now. Darius Emmanuel Grouch the Third.
0: Better known as. The Rumble. You owe a lot of money to some very bad people.
1: I'm not just a businessman. I'm an opportunist. So I bought your debt. I own you. Now you're going to have to repay me that debt. Those people would have killed you. I saved you. Resurrected you from the ashes. Now, you have to be able to trust those who work for you. Can I trust you, Jack? You know you don't have to ask me that. Can we just get to the job? Good man, Jack. It is one of the the best reveals because this movie um, is led by... Uh, three actors who aren't as quite well known as the other three actors that we talked about. We're talking about Adam Copeland who plays Jack Reese. We're talking about um, Is Katrina that the, Norman. The who,
0: Bun Man. Yes, the man, man with, man with bun? the yes, man okay. bun.
1: Um, we're talking about Katrina Norman who plays guys, Isabella.
2: Guys, before you continue, Paul, I just want to interrupt because we have crossed a very dangerous. I have crossed a very dangerous threshold during this pandemic. Uh-oh. Because I now I saw have, this.
1: I saw this, Jason. I saw that you had a man bun, and I was like, "Oh know, no, we can't talk
2: about the man bun too Wait, long." Right
0: now, do you have I, it?
2: In? I, I, can you see it? <gasps> yeah, I see it.
0: <gasps> I'm shocked.
2: I know it's not good. <laughs> Bring it, it a little it,
0: closer to camera. I'm going to steal oh, myself and take another look and put you on speaker No, because you're
2: trying to get a picture of it. You're going to no. Post I'm not. Out. I, I will not screen
0: you? grab it. Just turn around one more sec. One more time. Can you see it? Oh wow, Jason! I, I saw it the minute we started recording. Oh, I saw it.
2: Um, my I hair is so it. long and and it's so hot that that I, that I have to now put it up. It's cra- I ordered hair ties last week. I was like, wow. It, I was like, pretty soon this is gonna get unruly. So, I but by to- the
1: way, even you ordering <sighs> hair ties means that that will come in about a day or two. But then you'll leave it out for a bit because you are being oh, safe yeah. about the game so you're not even gonna be able to get to i this. was
2: planning ahead so yesterday was the first time i put my
1: hair up anyway well, i didn't can mean we to talk, interrupt. Can we talk man openly bun. about the man bun
0: yeah how does it feel jason
2: well i want to be very clear i do not neither do uh, uh, okay this is what happened i put and i mean this last night or, or yesterday afternoon uh, I took the the now safe from quarantine, the quarantine that I put them in. I also microwaved them. I took a hair tie oh and I put my hair up in a bun, at which point I blacked out. <coughs> when I woke up, I had purchased deep V-neck T-shirts, turquoise oh, no, jewelry, is, yes, and a yes. leather cuff. Something <laughs> is wrong.
1: Guys, Jason, the bun I also is controlling say- me. Jason, I have to also say, now that you've said this, it is interesting that in LA um, at MoCA there was a there was a stealing of a very expensive painting. Were you behind that potentially?
2: I don't know, guys. I don't know. But uh, let me be very clear. I have worries. I have worries that the bun has a mind of its own. That the bun is evil. You know. Yes. I'm not sure. I bought a a large
1: floppy felt hat. I'm not sure why. when, not a spoiler alert, but when he does drop the bun in the final scene of the movie, oh it is God. another shocking look. Yes. Uh, I, I've been waiting for that bun Can to drop. Can I
2: ask, is that guy known <laughs> in some other capacity? Him. Is he no. a wrestler? Is he something?
1: Well, Adam He's... Copeland is a, a Canadian professional wrestler and actor. Oh, he, he is, is a wrestler. He is currently signed okay. to the WWE, where he performs on The Raw brand under the ring name The Edge. And he is currently inactive due to an injury. Um, Okay. But he was trained by wrestlers Sweet Daddy Siki and Ron Hutchinson. Got it. Okay. Now,
0: it's so tough. First of all, the entire team is just lifeless. I mean, so uninteresting. Like zero. Zero going on behind the eyes. Like one's less charismatic than the next. They have (laughs) no banter.
2: Oh, nothing between them. Their lines are all red so
0: flat. But the that craziest I am. part of it, okay, but the craziest part of it is that of the three, it is insane to believe that Man Bun is coordinating, strategizing, able to think through step A to step B, plan A to plan B, is able to use a computer. I mean, the he is a Neanderthal. I mean, he fine, is supposed to be
1: like Jack Bauer, like a... Uh, a bad guy version of Jack Bauer, or that's, or, or, you know, James Bond or something like we're, we're getting. Well, he's that vibe also
2: like, he's the team leader. So it's basically Kelsey Grammer has, you know, the, the man bun is in debt to a number of people. And Kelsey Grammer has bought all of his collective debt and says, if you do one job for me, if you rob the money plane, by the way, The the words money plane are said upwards of 30 times in the movie. The frequency with which someone says money plane, get to the money plane, I'm on the money plane, I want my money from the money plane is like hilarious. (laughs) There is a legend in the underworld, those in the know, it's called a money
1: plane. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane, all craving action. Whatever you want to wager on, the money plane has you covered. You want to bet on a dude fucking an alligator? Money plane. Untouchable by any government because the flight always takes place in international airspace. Word is they have over a billion in crypto on board and millions in cash. I want you and your crew to take down the house. Today's podcast is brought to you by... I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is... Eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Can I even just walk us back because I have a very hard time and I know this is a very simple plot, but understanding the plot of this movie, not the robbing of the money plane, but the catalyst that what you just described, what like that is a reaction to the opening of the film, the opening of the film, they go to rob a museum, which is a straight up factory. This movie is warehouse, warehouse, plane, warehouse, warehouse, backyard. Like that is like, it is all warehouses. That is a cement. It looks like a prison, the museum that they go into. And so they go in to break into this room. The painting is not there. They escape with their lives because the security catches them. Yeah, it's a setup, but yet there's nothing to steal. So it can't be a setup. Anyway, regardless, like you can't you can't arrest somebody for stealing something if it's not there. Like, but they didn't can I do anything.
0: question, Paul? They didn't do anything, yeah. But here's my question. Oh. Why go through those lengths? Why wouldn't Kelsey Grammer just say, before the art museum, just say, Yes. Hey, I bought off all your debt. You have to do this for me.
1: Well, that, like, well that's what I'm saying. That's, through... what, that's what I don't understand, that the whole yeah. movie is built on this conceit of, I mean— Let's just reveal it because it'll make more sense if we talk about it the way that we know it to be true, which is Kelsey Grammer hires Adam Copeland to steal a painting, which he actually already owns. He then takes the painting out of the museum. Adam Copeland goes in there and then there's no painting for him to steal. So then Kelsey Grammer is like, you owe me because I hired you to steal this thing, but you didn't do it. All the while he's lying to him that he... Didn't, but it doesn't make any sense if it's not there. You can't like they should think, have done a setup where they steal the painting and then he was responsible for the painting. Like the fact that it's not there no, doesn't no, I mean think, that he failed. Sorry, I think the yeah.
2: I think the disconnect is the the reason that Kelsey Grammer does the fake out with the painting is that so Man Bun feels as though he's failed in the job and feels beholden to do the next but job. Wouldn't he right? feel
0: beholden if Kelsey Grammer had purchased all of his gambling debts? I think that the point was this
2: painting thievery was supposed to cover that. So now he's guess, in, he's in base. It's basically- He's just further basi- in the hole. He's basically drawing him in one step deeper so that he does something one step more dangerous.
1: I, I understand. I think I understand. I okay. do understand that, but I guess my confusion is this. If you tell me, hey, I have a lead. This car, I want you to steal this car from me. It is worth thousands. And here's where it is. And I go there to steal the car. Wait, what, what, is it's so not, what kind of
2: car is it? Is it it's like, like a, a, a really Prius? nice,
1: it's, it's a it's really a nice, nice Prius. It's like a maxed out Prius. Yeah, I mean, with spoilers, uh, undercarriage lights, souped oh, up oh. wheels. It nice. should be like my Pacifica with uh, all black, jet black, ready to ride the night. Yeah, um, map, I, map
2: black Pacifica. I like you rolling through towns <laughs>
1: with a map black Pacifica. With bullet holes on it, I got those decals. map black. <laughs> I do think map black looks cool. <laughs> uh, all right, so Helen. You know so, what's amazing? But, I
2: just watched RoboCop the other day. Sorry, I mentioned this, yeah. I think, uh, last week, but... The cars in RoboCop, Matt Black. I was like, wow. Even then, this was like a, the
1: future is Matt Black cars. Verhoeven I do think understands. That,
0: Paul, you do think they're good looking.
1: I don't, yes. Would I drive a Matt Black car? No, I'm I'm conscious enough to understand that that is not a good look for but me. But by
0: the way, if you, want, if you want that, you should have that.
1: Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. June is still supporting me after I uh, leased a car that I hated. Uh, and uh, for years, and he
0: literally pretty... went through all this trouble to lease it, got all of the stuff together, picked out all the packages. Day one, he said he didn't like the car. I cannot go through that again <laughs>
2: because of how it drove or because
1: of how it looked. Oh, it's a long I just, story. It was a long story. Like, I basically was like rushed into picking a car because of a few oh. life things that were going on, and I didn't really give it proper thought or care. And uh, and I was kind of talked out wait, of the is one Is that
2: when you drove a wood paneled PT <laughs> Cruiser for three years? <laughs>
1: yeah uh the one that has the big decal on it says want to lose weight fast slim trim and it was a water-based diet supplement yeah that was uh that was a mistake i made um <laughs> but all right, so wait so here's my here's my issue and this is the question that i have the um so if you tell me steal this amazing matte black car here's the address i go there and the car is not there I do not feel responsible to the person who hired me to steal the
0: car for failing him because the information was wrong. I think you have a great point, Paul.
2: I agree, except that in the world of, like, crime people, you are (laughs) saying, you told me you could do this. You failed. So now you owe me the worth of the... You took the job. You failed. So now you owe me the value of what you failed. I guess I just would have preferred...
1: I would have preferred for them to be caught red handed. That would have been a setup and they could have gotten it back or they would have stole it. And then Kelsey Grammer stole it back from them. There should have just been something where they lost it. It's not there. It's clumsy for real, because
2: all it's really meant to do is make the man bun and his team feel like. Now they're totally fucked. They don't have any other options. So they have to take the most dangerous job. It's a suicide. The guy, uh, Thomas well, Jane, who I'm now r- realizing is Thomas Jane, says it's a suicide mission. You know, like that, you're never going to do it.
1: Well, but now here's an issue that <laughs> that June brought up that is a bigger. June, you want to reveal like, because now I had an issue at the beginning of this plan. The money plane, what are they robbing? They're not robbing cash. They get to keep whatever is in the safe, which is cash, even though... Nothing on the plane is paid for in cash. So why they have a giant safe full of cash on the airplane makes no No fucking sense because literally money is not used. It's
0: all in digital bracelets. To me, they should have just spent their money and used all of their tech people to hack into that digital bracelet system.
2: The whole They don't need to do anything. And why?
0: They never need to get on that plane.
2: Why do any of them? I mean, not, I I guess not the woman who is, uh, impersonating a flight attendant, but why do either of the other two members participate in gambling whatsoever and not
1: even participate? They're forced into like, yeah, they're like, they're forced to get
2: to the, get to the cockpit and take control of the plane. First things that's the first thing he does sit down and start playing, start gambling. Well, he's like, got to create
1: a cover story for himself. Yeah. He plays one game of cards on Money Plane, which is this. It seems to be like a, a criminal's gambling paradise. He plays one hand and he's like, oh, I got to go lay down. And then that was his cover story. No one will suspect why he's got to lay down in the <laughs> first minute. <laughs> he's the flight. a
2: child trafficker. He is undercover as a human, human trafficker trafficker. and that everybody, you know, the setup is the plane is full of the worst of the worst and they can bet on whatever they want because it's international airspace international airspace (laughs) which is the most hilarious thing which is to imagine that the mega rich and the mega wealthy are like in order to do our really fucked up stuff we got to go to international airspace but by the way it seems
1: to me that they're only flying over the united states or california because their other guy in the field is in a field and when by the time they're like communicating to him It's been hours into the flight. So either that flight just goes from L.A. to New York and international airspace is like, I mean, where does international airspace begin?
0: I don't know. I mean, I I did. I did have a question as I was watching it, which was, you know, if if crimes are committed on the plane in international airspace, like over the Pacific or wherever, who whose jurisdiction is it? The like departing flights or the like the departure city or the arrival city? (laughs) Or just wherever you have your passport?
1: I mean, these are great questions. Emmanuel Grouch probably knows the, the details.
0: Listen, when are, my question is, when are we going to talk about Joey Lawrence's hair?
1: Ugh. Oh, as a bald man, that really Ugh. upsets me. <laughs> I've been tracking this for a long time as uh, he was on a show with Melissa Joan Hart. And that's where it really started.
2: I thought it was supposed to be some sort of like, you know what? what? Statement? Something like, let's actually not try and make it look natural. Let's try and make it look weird. Like, like oh, okay. Money Plane Money is run by a guy who's a real character. You know, he shaves his head in this weird way. Like, he's got a, he's, he speaks in this mannered kind of voice. You know, this, you know, like in the, like maybe it's a choice. I don't know. Well, I hope so, by the
0: way. That's the best case scenario. He did also seem like he was wearing lip gloss. So maybe. Yes. Yeah.
2: I I think he was maybe playing a character. Okay. Uh, Interesting. But my question for you the more important thing, June, which I'm surprised that you didn't want to dig into is. What's up? Paul, you said that you watched the <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, Joey Lawrence TV show. You've been quote, tracking this for a long time because you've watched the uh, Melissa Joan Hart, Joey Lawrence TV show.
0: That strike me as that, odd.
2: Um, that wow. first first is all, something I, will, I would like to know a lot about.
0: <laughs> that's just a truth.
1: All right. Well, first of all, everyone who knows me knows that I am a, a Melissa Joan Hart stan. Uh, I... Uh, she signed my failing math test when I was in high school, which was a real treat for me. Your um,
0: failing math test? What did you say?
1: Yes, because whenever you failed uh, in class, whenever you failed in school, you had to bring it home to have your parents sign it. And so she was dating this guy from my school. So the one day that she came to my school to see like what a real high school was like, I cornered her and got her to sign my math test, and my teacher I accepted have, it. I
2: have <laughs> never,
1: I've never met anybody.
2: <laughs> including people who grew up in Los Angeles, That's who had more, words. who had more incidental <laughs> interactions with celebrities during their childhood than Paul Sheer. Like yeah. it is, it is you. You interacted
1: with more celebrities before the age of eleven than I think you have currently. This is crazy. I, it, may, it may be very true. Yeah, she was dating this guy who went to my high school, and he was a senior. And this is like oh Sabrina the God. Teenage Witch. Uh, time not uh, yeah, that was Sabrina yeah. time. Oh no, Clarissa time is what I meant. That was Clarissa time, and so um, she came to school oh uh to see oh what a real God. school was like, and er- everyone was a buzz about it, and you know, following her around and and Do you everything know like for that.
0: Sure, she came to see what a real school was like.
1: <laughs> is that the state? Well, why, why else mission? was she there? She got to like tag research? along. She got to tag along with her boyfriend the whole day. So I think it was sort of like oh. I mean, she wasn't there for like a talk or anything. She literally just came and hung with her boyfriend, which I went to a Catholic school, which also feels like that's an odd choice that they even let that happen. But was she from
2: that area?
1: Is that why? No, I mean, not that not to my knowledge. No, I don't I don't know how she was.
2: Yeah. how did? I don't know.
1: He was a senior and I was younger. I was like a sophomore when this happened because I had to go to the senior floor to get her to sign my test because I was like waiting for it. I was like, I'm going to get her to sign it. Everyone's like, do it, do it, do it. And so I, I ran up to her right when buses were coming, and I was like, "Excuse me, um, such a fan! Can you please sign this?" And she signed it. I still have it. I think here in the house. Um, please I, find actually, it. Actually, I literally do. That's, I,
2: will you find it and play and make? Can we make a T-shirt out of that? She signed um, it, Clarissa. Wow. Oh my god! You gotta make a T-shirt of yeah. just the test. The, the fail it's a, you said it was an F uh,
1: it's a failing test. It's in my autograph book from oh, childhood. Great. So I will, I will, uh, Holy I kept shit. all that's my, I, yeah, I will. I will um, definitely, I, because, uh, a because
2: I'm a little bit older. I missed all of Melissa Joan Hart and Joey Lawrence. So mostly I know Joey Lawrence through his podcast, Lake. Whoa, Begone days, which is, um, <laughs> really, uh, just stories that are so wonderful. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> wasn't his doc- thing? Whoa! <laughs> whoa! Wasn't, whoa! Yeah, whoa! Wasn't that his catchphrase? From Blossom, so his, yeah. His podcast is like whoa! begun. Begon-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. I'm appreciating it. Um, the um, but no, I didn't. I was not a. I did not watch that show. But that show is a modern remake of Who's the Boss, essentially. Um, uh, the most John Hart, uh, Joey Lawrence show. But as a bald man, sometimes you get in these bald emails and be like, you got to check out what's going on over here. And so that's when I kind of went on a deep, deep dive, not of the show, but of the hair, because so there's you're been on a, like
0: a bald, a bald, like text chain. I know. Bald people will talk
1: to each other as much as people that are losing their hair will confide to me, a bald man, about what to do. And I and I always say to them, I don't have when the that... answer because I am bald.
2: This movie felt to me not to move us fully off of uh, Joey Lawrence and and this segment of the show, which we are now calling uh, the the bald talk.
1: I mean, uh, I should not have even brought you two into the ball community. Jason, you're just flaunting your man
0: bun.
2: You shouldn't get any of this information. I'm so, so, I know. I feel terrible. Yeah. Honestly, and June. it's
0: not a safe space to be bald. Listen, yeah, this, this is a Paul? safe space for Paul, and it's not a brave space for Paul. Actually, Paul, no. I'd like to, I, I mean, I, I, we can cut this out, but I just want to state that when when we started dating, that was when you officially decided to just, like, go bald. I mean, to start, like, buzzing your hair.
1: Yeah, and it took a lot. You know, look, I talk about my challenges in this world a lot. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't. Again, I don't want to look to my bald friends out there, the bald community. You know the deal. So uh, I don't need to. I don't need to let you into our grouping anymore. But uh, no, just know but, that we're out there. We're strong, and we will. And take I will over just say,
0: day. I obviously, I I am a big supporter of the bald community, and thank I, you, June. I love the way you put Paul your money. Looks.
1: You put your money where your mouth is. I
0: certainly do.
1: Jason, how many bald friends do you have? You
2: know, here's what I'm, I'm going to say, and I, and I don't want to be controversial, mm-hmm. but I think baldness, like, I think it's a choice. I think you could grow hair if you wanted
1: wow. to. Wow. Wow. All right, you know what? We better, we better get off this because I'm going to get pretty <laughs> hot under the... Co- I'm going to get like Emmanuel Darius Grouch Third here and get pretty <laughs> angry. Uh, the rumble.
2: <laughs> this movie felt to me when we are with, on the money plane, when we are with the, every, not just on the money plane, but every single place we are on this thing, I felt like they were either in, in, in active production on or had just finished or were about to begin production on a porno. Like this felt a thousand like-
0: thousand percent.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, as a representative of the house, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the money plane. I am your concierge and I am here to facilitate your every desire for action and speculation. As you know, there are no cameras on board. This is to ensure the utmost discretion. Rest assured, both you and your funds are thoroughly secure. Myself and my staff are here on board to bring you anything and everything that you desire. At this point in time, I want to introduce you to my bookkeeper who will go over the rules of the house. There will be no loud, aggressive behavior, which might disturb another guest or crew member. There'll be no fighting, no murder, no dismemberment. Unless, of course, those things are permitted within the rules of engagement for a specific event. This felt like the scenes that would lead up to porno scenes, you know, like that's how flat and bland and how much repetition of the the plot is just we're taking over the plane and taking the money. But they restate
1: the plot every 10 minutes. And there's not many twists in it. That is like it doesn't it. The plan doesn't get overly complicated. It They pretty much pull it off. With minimal interruption. I mean, it's not like the movie is an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's not like this is not con air here. This is not a big finale. It's like they they
2: encounter they encounter so little pushback. They they get rid of all of the bad guys almost immediately and have complete control of the plane. And so then it's a matter of. What's the, now what? You know, it's so nuts. But the
0: thing that's funny about it is like what they are surprised about seems to be so basic. Like they've done all this research. They've looked at the schematics. By the way, the opening credits of this movie is all these like schematics of, and blueprints of planes as though the plane itself has anything to do with being a money plane. It does not. Yeah, there's
1: no, it's not like a special, it's like the plane is not Fort Knox. And that's the other thing that makes it a bummer. It's like, it is, it is a, a, poorly converted airplane yeah
0: well but that's what's so it, that's what's hilarious to me about man bun because he's he's surprised in all of the sort of all of the research they've done all of their prep work he's surprised there's a co-pilot that was my
2: i wrote that too i mean like how do you not know there's a co-pilot isn't there
1: almost always a co-pilot that i think there is in fact Definitely
2: always a co-pilot.
1: I mean, it's a giant airplane. Of course there's a fucking co-pilot. They didn't, and by the way, neither, nobody seems to be really that good at fighting. They feel to me to be fair at fighting. Like they've gotten into a couple fights, but no one has like any real finishing moves here. Like that fight in the cockpit is a mess. The
2: comp for this movie is like a Fast and Furious or a Mission Impossible, right? Yes. They're a team, that's made up of like one guy who's the hacker, uh, one guy who's the leader slash you know pilot in this sense. Um, the the woman is the kick ass badass fighter, and then the guy on the ground. The guy I'm, on the ground. I'm <laughs> kind of not sure what his deal was at all, and why he was relegated to like ground duty because he didn't see it. Because that would technically be the, he the tech like,
1: guy. Well, McGillicuddy. But, Cover name, McGillicuddy, one of the hardest laughs I had, that his name was McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy— And said so frequently. Yes, he was normally the tech guy, but for this, they switched him. So I think the guy on the ground who was the the, the um, he was the getaway driver in the first one and oh, McGillicuddy so was the tech guy. That's his usual
2: job. Is yes, like getaway so, and stuff like that. I keep okay. yes Yeah, so uh,
1: so I think they 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 flipped it. That's why they he was needed upset.
2: McGillicuddy on the plane to hack the server on the plane. That's why right. they needed him on the actual plane.
0: I but guess because so, all the cryptocurrency was there. By the way,
1: hacking that server was great.
0: What I couldn't figure out is
2: while he's on the money plane. <laughs> he has to participate in a number of horrifying gambling situations. <laughs> and he has
1: no say. He has no say. like. So he wins a poker game and then immediately, or I guess another man wins a poker game and then immediately it's like, oh, now we're playing Russian roulette and you don't have yeah. a choice. You must play Russian roulette. He's like, uh, okay. Like he's got to play. Ru- like, why do you have to do this? Your winning allows you to choose the next event. Well,
2: you know I'm a Texan, but I can still enjoy a glass of vodka. Comrades, who wants some? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a game of Russian Roulette featuring undefeated champion Mr. J.R. Crockett. You know, at first I thought to myself, that's a brave man. Then I realized, Mr. McGillicuddy, that's that brave man. That is a man who's ready to die. Ready to meet his maker. And then after after he wins Russian roulette, they're like, Okay, and what's your number? And he doesn't know and he says 17, and then it's man versus cobra. And it all comes up on a screen, and because he guesses close to 17 seconds how but, long the man will live,
1: I was like, What is but this? But by the way, they didn't even have Price's right rules, which is the closest without going over. He was the closest with going over. Like, I mean, they didn't tell him what the rules were, they didn't tell him what the games were. At one point, June and I were watching the second scene with the two men that look like two russian men at a table on security camera and we're like what is this game and we're like 21 yeah what what were they doing he just slams an axe into the back of his head
2: you know what i totally forgot about that is so pointless it's so stupid and i understand why it's there because it 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 gives you the initial buy-in as to what kind of trouble man bun is in but man bun's past involves being a gambling addict oh yes like that he's such a gambling addict that that's why he owes all these bad people money. But that doesn't come into play. No, that doesn't give him any expertise. Nope. It's not it's like, on the nor money by the plan. way,
0: nor does it create any conflict for him. Right. He's no, not he struggling with like heading back in. OK, the craziest thing. This is what I genuinely didn't understand. McGillicuddy. First of all, McGillicuddy will never be the same. After seeing what he saw, like he's yeah. traumatized Cuddy watched
1: multiple for people die
0: and has,
2: and
1: has been a part of it. He's been like an active part of very it very much. So. McGillicuddy literally watched a man blow his fucking brains out a foot away from him and then is yes. eating a full meal four minutes later, a full meal, not upset yeah. about it at all.
0: So, but were these themes like man versus uh, Cobra? I think someone was being eaten by like a piranha or something at one point in a vat. Or maybe they were, maybe that was acid. I don't know. June and I couldn't
1: decide. And because this is the great thing with the movie, we couldn't decide whether or not it was acid or piranha because they never clearly state what you're watching, which as an audience member is confusing.
0: But are those themes and games set up ahead of time? Because I thought when you got on Money Plane, you could decide what you wanted to battle.
2: Yeah. Like you would be like, I'm a weirdo. You know what? Let me be imaginative. I want that's what I thought too. I thought the I thought the genesis of this of the games themselves would be done in person on money plane.
1: Yes. You know? Like they would call down, like at a certain point in the movie when they're kind of well, we get into how they have to frame Grouch at the end, because I have a lot of questions about Grouch, uh, his framing. But like they go, Okay, let's go kill Grouch. And they, and they start taking bets on that. Like, they have connections to the ground to do any sort of fight that they wanted to do. Like, you would imagine they would have... I mean, by the way, when that guy is fighting the, uh, the python or whatever it is, the cobra, the floor has a fucking um, witchcraft symbol on it. Did you notice that? Oh,
2: I it, didn't notice that. Oh,
1: yeah. The floor had, like, that uh, the pentagram. Just like, what is this? Why
2: are you mixing so many things? Everything, nothing that they were using like like even when they play the first round of poker or whatever card game they're playing, they do like a full on. Card montage of chips being thrown and cards being dealt and blah blah blah, but none of it tracks. It's all just, just. It's almost like B roll of chips hit the table, cards flip over, da 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 da. Like it, it almost felt like, um, like I said, a, a porn movie before, but it also felt like a Tim and Eric show or something yes, like that. it felt like it Decker, almost, like a parody. You know, of something like that. Well,
1: talking this. about, like, I wrote down a couple of things that all go into, like, that porno Tim and Eric world, which is, like, at one point, one of the bad guys just looks like a Ben Stiller character from the Ben Stiller Sketch Show. He's got, like, a big, crazy mustache on. Then you meet another character who's just wearing a cowboy hat. And it, every time, like, he's on screen, like, a, a little, like, music twang, like, wow, wow, wing. And then, like, at one point, Joey Lawrence says a line where he goes, like, um, we have the best pilots in the world. And I know this because I myself am a pilot. What
2: <laughs> <laughs> fuck are we watching? What is this? Well, but my, my expectations then are well, I guess at some point Joy Lawrence is going to nope. fly this plane. Nope.
0: Well, nope. that's my question, though. When they do decide to get out of there, frame Kelsey Grammer, and take as much money as they can and transfer the crypto coin to various charities throughout the world, um, who's flying the plane?
2: Exactly. Do When they when who's flying the plane for the rest of the movie, like
1: the plane is just I'm assuming on autopilot and will eventually crash. I mean, it's <laughs> it's crazy because, oh, you're right. I didn't think about who's flying and the plane is flying straight, which I guess you could maybe do with autopilot. Although it seemed like every time he wasn't touching that uh that lever in the beginning when they were having that fight, that plane was going down like he needed oh, to have yeah. his hands on it at all times.
2: So that's my question eventually was like, what happens to the plane and all the people on it? I guess they're all dead. Like including the staff?
1: When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the news? Well, you are not alone. Listen to Love It or Leave It, hosted by former Obama speechwriter and comedian John Lovett. As a former White House staffer, he is no stranger to political chaos. But don't worry, that doesn't mean he's keeping a cool head in today's chaos-filled news cycle. Far from it. It is the only show where you hear Golden Globe winner Greta Lee give award-worthy readings of listener mail and Kathy Griffin go off on all things MAGA. Hold tight to your sanity and listen to Love It or Leave It wherever you get your podcasts. I love Disgraceland. Jason loves Disgraceland. What is Disgraceland? Well, it's an award-winning podcast that blends music, pop culture, and true crime with a deeply researched storytelling and cinematic sound design. Okay, Jake Brennan is a genius, and he's talking about everyone from Jerry Lee Lewis to the Wu-Tang Clan, all right? I mean, we're talking about ACDC to Cardi B, and Disgraceland is expanding to include stories from beyond the world of music. We're talking about Anthony Bourdain, Kobe Bryant, Steve McQueen, Andy Warhol, Heath Ledger, This is a must-listen show. I love it so much. If you want to listen to full episodes of Disgraceland, they're released every Tuesday with bonus after-party episodes released every Thursday. Check out Disgraceland on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, or DisgracelandPod.com. Let me ask this question. How does Money (laughs) Plane even make money? Because there's only about 10 people on Money Plane.
0: Well, yeah. I'm sure they take a commission. They say they take some percentage of these bets. But even I mean, I like, wonder I, I guess, if yeah. there
2: are also like like an auction, if
1: there are bets coming in on the phone.
0: Well, I God, know, but, if that's the case, I would never get on that plane.
1: But can I ask one more rug pulling out question? Why do you need to do it in the air? Because it's not legal anyway. So why couldn't you just do this in a warehouse? Oh, everybody, yeah. Oh. That's m- oh, so true. Yes.
0: It's like here's the thing. That it, it, they are it's all happening cash is not being exchanged up there. It's all digital.
1: Yeah, there's no but there's no reason though
0: so, for and it to a be a lot in the of air. the
2: Here's the thing, a lot of the the actual crimes are happening not in international space. only the wagering is yes, happening right. in the international air. The actual murders, the murders are all happening, I don't know, in warehouses in that same. I love it. like they tried to do like that fast and the furious. like the team meets in the warehouse beforehand. And in the fast and furious, like the warehouse is like kitted out with like, all their cars and tools and all their computers and the hacker setup and blah, blah, blah. These guys have a single wooden box that our team is standing <laughs> around. A single wooden box in an enormous, otherwise empty hangar. Like, they had all of the visual language, but none of the props, none of the dialogue, nothing. Everybody says... Every line has fewer than seven words, and nobody says more than three lines at a time. Again, it was
0: the saddest team. I thought McGillicuddy was the best of the bunch, but it was truly the saddest team I have ever seen. And the leather jacket on the woman, I mean, all of it was just so tough.
2: Now that I know it's Thomas Jane... You know, which again, I'm going to go back to this because uh, you know uh, uh, Thomas Jane. I believe there is a, a degree of public knowledge that he is a bit of a, an oddball, right? Um, so now it oh, makes that total right? se- yes. What's so he up now? To? Uh, there's a there. There's some story about like he wants to always be barefoot during all of his characters. Yes. His characters he He's wants always to barefoot. Always, He's always barefoot. He wants them to be barefoot. Blah blah blah. And it makes now sense for because I noted it a number of times. I was like, this actor, not knowing it's Tom Jane, but now that I do, it's for sure certain. He was like, you know what I think? I think my guy smokes a pipe. My well, guy definitely smokes a pipe. This I don't want to drop. I don't want to drop two scenes. celebrity
1: encounters on you. But the one time I did run into Thomas Jane was Wait, it what? dealt with him smoking. Yeah. Was that a pipe shop? Well, it was kind of like so. Are you I was part in, of a pipe club? I have dealings <laughs> in the pipe world. Yes, because a lot of my bald friends are also uh, pipe entrepreneurs and stuff oh, like that. Oh,
2: are you a subset of the bald community? Is bald pipe smokers?
1: Yes, I'm in a, a Shark Tank for pipe uh, accoutrement, uh, tobacco sales, and things like that. So wow. I was in, I was in um, Las Vegas, and I was going through the Hard Rock uh, in Las Vegas. And it was, it smelled so bad. And I was like, God, I was with like two other people. I was like, this is like, what is going on here? This place sounds like shit. And we're like, it's that guy. And we look up <laughs> and there's a man sitting on a banquette in the middle of the casino floor. Like he's elevated way above everybody else. What? No shoes on, smoking a cigar and riding the banquette like a fucking horse. And being super loud, and it was Thomas Jane, his naked shoot feet smoking yeah. a cigar that stunk up the whole like a casino. I've never been in a casino where I'm like, oh, that is the stink. Is Thomas Jane riding a fucking banquet? So I think like cigars and pipes are big to him because. Okay. Yeah. And their feet. Yeah. And I want to
2: yeah. be on record <clears throat> I do not like feet. I think feet are gross. I think we should cover them up.
1: Wrap it up, Thomas Jane. Nobody wants to see your feet. I I appreciate all of that. I want to talk about the flashback to Darius Grouch. I know I keep on going back to Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer, like, literally after they have a full scene where he tells them the plan, um, our lead, Adam Copeland, is in an airplane five minutes later and sees the scene again, which he's not in. It's just... It's just him doing the monologue of the scene in a different room. Yeah, that's how... They they have to find new ways
2: to recap the movie, including showing you scenes from earlier in the movie. Like, this is... But they, they didn't even show you a scene
1: earlier. They reshot the scene with him not in it. So his memory yeah. of it or his nightmare of it. Oh, yeah, because he's not even
2: in the plane. Yeah, because he's, he's lying in bed, bed reimagining that whole scene from Kelsey Grammer's point of view. The best line of the movie is when Kelsey Grammer says to his henchman, hold on, P-Roach. I was like, <laughs> what? The? What is going on this
1: right movie. now? This Kelsey Grammer is, is a Plus, plus in this movie. I don't care what you say. He's- I think Kelsey Grammer should win an Oscar for this. <laughs> he is bringing, he's bringing the heat. I did do a little bit of Listen, research. Listen, it's going
2: to be a really weird Oscar year this year because so few movies got released. I think he's got a shot. Um, why Why does the guy on the ground, when he has his knife out, peel a full banana?
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't see that.
2: Why does Never he peel? Does that. Does, it's, let me ask you this to, this. to our audience, when you eat a banana, do you peel the entire thing at once and then just hold the bare banana? No. Never. You use the peel as the holder. He it's peels a burrito a,
1: wrapper. That's what
2: you use it's a banana a bizzo- peel for. It's, I don't understand the man on the ground at all. He is extraneous and is pointless in this movie.
0: Well, here's what I don't understand, the ending. So, I was trying to really figure out what was the device that in the end we find out through a yet another flashback that um Man Bun has put under Kelsey Grammer's table. What was that? Just a tracking device so he could send people no, there No, I kill? think
2: it was a it was a it was, it was I genuinely believe it was just a mic pack. I think it's a microphone so that he could hear whatever. Oh. That's why he's but that's able not how to
0: he... But that's not how he figured it out.
2: I think that's how he's able to know. Like when 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 we were talking earlier about when he knows what Kelsey Grammer said, even when he wasn't there, I think he knows what Kelsey Grammer said because he mic'd that table.
0: But 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 okay. if that's the case, then why get phone calls from Thomas Jane, who's the one who reveals all the information? Wouldn't he know it?
2: My uh, good question. I'm not sure. But that, I believe, is what we're. I'm. We're, I think we're meant to believe that's a bug, you know, like he's bugged him. But by the it, way, it's, it's a, not a gi- about. It's giant.
1: It, and if you know it's anything about a tracking mic pack, him. Yeah, well, because his house him, is not yeah. moving. But it's like this is where the movie falls apart because it's. I mean, it's so it's so tightly constructed. This is not really. I mean, I know we don't have Tenant in the theaters, but we do have this, which I'm excited about. Um, but the idea that he. Was aware enough to put a mic pack there, but didn't recon it. at Like, why at that moment? Because it didn't seem like he really caught on to it until much, much later. Y-
2: yeah, we never. Well, I think the reason I think that I frankly, I think that is because the, audi- the movie would lose its stakes. If if we right. if we the audience know he has a bug, we don't have the tension of their inevitable double cross, which happens, you know. So
0: um, I, I I'm actually going to give the I'm going to give Joey Lawrence's brother more credit. I don't think it was a bug. I think it was just a tracking device, so that they could locate exactly where he was.
2: But he's always in the same place. He's exactly where they met. He's him. in a so you mean modest they he house. He could have
0: just like he a just modest house them and the most address.
2: A very they modest. They had to have moved that table. That, that would assume like, oh, we got to get you out of here, sir. Let's get you and your outdoor dining room table onto the helicopter. Well, you see how much he cares about the terracotta
1: floors. He, he de- I mean, that, that terracotta floor stuff seemed improvised. Uh, so uh, I feel like...
2: oh, oh, that oh. was so funny.
1: My favorite part of this movie was there's a moment where he's first meeting uh, Adam Copeland, Jack Reese, and he's kind of confronting him. And as he's talking to him, he's like, you you lost my painting, X, you know, X, Y, Z. And uh, he goes, uh, I should make a fucking painting of you right now by blowing your head off. And as he's saying that, one of his henchmen puts a canvas behind the back of his head and he goes, I'll make a Pollock right now. And I was like, I love, this is my favorite shit of like bad guy movies where it's like, like the, the talking of that, uh, Buy me a canvas. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, and then I'm going to say this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll be talking to him. And I'll say, I'll blow your head. And when I say that you have to pr- bring the canvas behind his head. And then that will yeah. just for the effect. Like, I just love like that, like those conversations of like the,
2: the hour beforehand, like an hour before man bun gets here, we have to have a meeting. So we understand exactly the beats. What would have been cool is if you looked up and on the wall was like 10 yes. bloody bullet paintings so that you knew the the
1: Rumple means business. The Grumble you know? knew the Grumble knew what was up. But no, but like that to me and then the guy then has to like kind of sheepishly walk away. He goes like, "Yeah. I'll blow your head off." And he's like, "Go back." And then, you know, that guy's like, "Okay, I'll put it back. I hope I did a good job. I did the canvas thing, but, you know, <laughs>
2: That's by the way P Roach just in case you're wondering yes. P. P Roach cuz cuz I watched it with closed captioning and yeah. was crying laughing this movie So
0: what like, did closed genuinely... captioning say about grouch versus
2: grumble? Ooh. That's a good question. I got to look I got to look back. I think it's I'll look it up. Okay. I don't
0: remember.
1: Um, but now what, how did the end actually happen? Because I said to June like multiple times, like what, like, so what, like basically he plays a recording and goes, I'm Darius Grumble and I'm going to rob the money plane. But he's, and then, and then immediately Jory Lawrence is like, let's kill him. Like, but, but it was like, but he's not, he hasn't. It's sort of like, (laughs) well, I didn't understand like how that was like, how that indicted him or made him guilty. Uh, he basically, I think
2: it's that he kind of disrespects them and says, I'm above you and I'm gonna raw ro- and I'm stealing the I'm bigger, I'm the biggest. I think the whole idea is the money plane, <clears throat> and this isn't true at all, is full of the baddest of the bad, you know, like right. hum- human traffickers drug cartel leaders or whatever, what, whatever cowboy hat guy is. I don't know, but like arms dealer, I think he's an arms dealer. Uh, everybody's like the baddest of the bad. And Kelsey Grammer is out there being, you know what? I'm the baddest of the bad and I'm going to steal so that everybody's like, you know what? You don't get away with that. And they put a price on his head. Got it. But that requires that man bun is planning this double cross all along. Meanwhile, Kelsey Grammer also it, in the most bizarre way in an effort to keep him in the movie more wants to be on FaceTime with man bun <laughs> the whole time. throughout the movie, whether it's on a laptop in the cockpit or an iPhone duct taped to the foot, to the plane and other places. He's like, it's like somebody who who's like so needy, and it's like, well, no, don't hang up yet. Like, I still want to chat. He likes
1: using code names. Like he, there's a fun-loving sense to uh, Darius Grouch the Third that I feel <laughs> like we could explore in another film. Although he scarfaces it out at the end, we don't even see him get assassinated. We just see him pull up a large gun and go ah with uh, CGI bullets flying, oh. and we don't even get to see him fall, which is great for your sequel because I would like to see, you know, Darius Grumble continue his saga.
2: My favorite scene is when Man Bun is saying goodbye to his family and he reads his daughter a bedtime story. He's sitting on the edge of her bed. His wife comes in. (laughs) Denise The daughter is there and he says to his wife, they're just sitting there right on her
1: bed. She's amazing, isn't she? Oh, (laughs) by the way, that kid goes to sleep. Within, I would, I think that kid is a narcoleptic because she instantly asleep. Her parents
2: have a full volume conversation, like her parents have a full volume conversation about her, right, like while sitting on her bed. And she's out for the
1: count. I mean, she's She's amazing. She's amazing, isn't she? Uh, (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I mean, and Denise Richards also says a line which is so great. Like, so basically, he meets Darius Grouch. Darius is like, you got to rob the casino plane. I'll give you one day to prep for it. And then Denise Richards says like a line where she's like, um, I can't believe you have to leave with such short notice. Like, <laughs> this is a man who's impression. a career criminal. Like, what, what does she care about the notice? Like, what, to what notice? What do you mean? Short notice. And they
2: they have like a brief chased hug and then she says we're gonna pick this up later and i was like wait was that hug like supposed to be like oh we're about to get sexual because it was like very brief and like sexless
1: in its denise was like i'll do the movie but i will not give her lead
0: (laughs) i have to say at the very end when they're reunited in that strange backyard with like different landings and A woodshed and and then a pool and a dog, but when they are there together, both of them with their hair down, it is too much hair. Yeah. In one shot. It is Thank you, way June.
2: too much. As, as a man who has long hair, I, I agree. It, it was
1: too but, much. Was... By the way, the, the, the final reveal, which is not even really worth getting into, is like they double... I mean, after they've killed Darius Grouch, they steal back the painting and now they're going to sell it and that's how they're going to make their money by stealing the original thing they were going to steal because it actually belonged to Darius Grouch. It's revealed that Thomas Jane has like found a lead on this stolen painting for them to get so much money. Um, But then when they show where the painting is... It's in his backyard, leaning up against a wood pile that you would have for firewood, uncovered, unprotected, just in the backyard.
2: This is a $40 million painting. This is how little the movie trusts that you're going to put together what has happened, is that, that Man Bun, who has stolen the original painting finally, that he was supposed to steal at the beginning. We haven't seen it happen, but we know he has stolen it. Um, and it is outside le- next to him while he's on the phone so that you know, like, oh, he has the it's like it assumes this movie assumes that the audience watching it is fucking morons because every 10 minutes they recap the plot. The lines are basically the same lines over and over. I got to get to the the guy says, I got to get to the cockpit like four times in two minutes. It's so weird. Oh, my gosh.
0: And ultimately I and I you know, listen, I hate talking about another a person this way, but Man Bun is so big. He's too tall for the screen. Like the scene where he's fighting that the the co-pilot, there's just it's it's almost comical how big both of these men are in a tiny space. And when he's in a shot with another person, it's just so odd. There's not an apple box you can get on that's ever gonna make it look okay.
2: The scenes where he's flying the plane literally felt to me like I was watching Airplane. Like it yes, felt like
1: a spoof. Absolutely. Like the comedy Airplane.
2: It yeah. felt like, a sp- like it was purposefully like a spoof movie. Like a, it made, you know, like Con Air... Like we can, we have, we actually have a comp for this in our Pantheon, you know, Con Air, you know, the guys, the mission is take control of the plane, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like it's a lot of struggle and a lot of steps to do it. All he has to do is elbow a guy in the face. And there's so much, like, just, like, immediate kind of, like, resolution of the plan. Like, boom, and then he... Oh, no, a co-pilot, and then he clobbers him a couple of times, and now fully in control. And the same. They have to... <laughs> McGillicuddy? And uh, the woman... What's the woman's name who is under... their their Muscle, the like the not Gina Carano badass. They fill a black duffel bag full of money that they have... Their action in three different scenes is to pick it up, move it three feet and put it down. That's it. Yeah. That's all they do. They put they leave it here. Then they go back to what they're doing. Then they come back. They move it three feet this way. They leave it there. It's hilarious how the full scenes accomplish absolutely nothing. It's so crazy.
0: Oh, my God. You know, I did love them all jumping out of the plane.
1: Oh, yes. But they also, like, so they can't all carry that cash, right? Or did they not take any of that cash because it's criminal They didn't take any of it. That was the whole
0: thing. They just... um, They Robin Hooded it. Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing is the fact that they were able to transfer all that money to charities all across the world in no less than one click. Like, through Bitcoin.
2: Through Bitcoin. (laughs) Through Bitcoin. But there was no, like, looking up
0: anyone's number or checking that this is the right account or like he t- made that trance that idea was hatched and it was it, transferred within 10 seconds it takes me more
2: clicks to get on this podcast <laughs> than it did for him to transfer like a billion dollars in bitcoin to every version
0: of unicef uh, worldwide yeah, uh, yeah using uh, basically the most yeah.
1: basic of tools like an ipad and an iphone brought down everything with like a usb hub it's so crazy Obviously we have opinions about this movie, but now it is a chance for second opinions. But wait a second, there are no real second opinions about this movie. This movie just came out, and uh, they're not like they're not really worthy of reading, but I will just kind of give yeah. you an overview uh, of them. But I actually have something instead, which I think will be a lot of fun. So far, there are only seven reviews, so 38% are five stars. Uh, you know, you have things just like, hey, I love that Frazier was in this movie. Adam Lawrence is the best. He should be nominated for Best Director. Like, it, I don't. I can't tell if they're real, if they're facetious, but what I do have, uh, this is actually found by Nate Kiley, is some details about the filming of this movie that I think will help uh, a lot of us here, uh, kind of get to the bottom of this. Um, so basically, when they were making this movie, they did not finish the plane set. First of all, they didn't even have a plane set. They heard about a plane in Nashville. They ran down there to start shooting this movie in Nashville on this plane set. And they could only shoot into corners because the plane wasn't done right. So a lot of the movie, the reason why you're up against those screens is just because they didn't have a set built. Um, And (laughs) this movie was come up. This movie... The producers came up with this movie after playing Casino War, which is uh, a game of chance in a Las Vegas Casino where you just play war against the dealer. It's not even blackjack. It's like you have an eight. Oh, the so dealer it's like has a, a
2: super basic game. Yeah. Yep,
1: that's how that came up. Um, and then um, this is the best one I love. Um, uh, so Kelsey Grammer says, I'm always drawn to guys who are a bit over the top. This is one of those characters. I don't mind the comparisons to Sideshow Bob. He is one of the arguably the greatest villains of all time. So he considers himself, this is an homage to Sideshow Bob. Um, And then this is the best thing about shooting Kelsey Grammer. They had to shoot him all on a Sunday morning super early. And there was a guy mowing his lawn. Uh, over the fence, and there was a dog. So basically, Kelsey had to do all these monologues trying to get through them before a dog barked or someone
2: finished wow. mowing the lawn. I was going to say, did he have to ADR his whole
1: thing? But There's no, a but couple of moments okay. where it looked like he was ADR. Yeah. But overall, I have to say, for an hour and 20 minutes, I appreciate a movie that knows its place. I enjoyed every bit of it. It was insane. It was stupid. It was big. I would, you know, I mean... I would recommend people see this movie. I, I don't know. I, I had a great time watching it.
0: Yeah, I me too, Paul. I mean it was just uh it's it's quite a ride. It amounts to less than nothing, but the journey is 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 enjoyable and outrageous. It
2: is yes, I agree. It is I had I was laughing so hard while watching this because because I knew nothing about it. you. I just received an email saying, watch Money Plane. And I was like, oh, I'm already in. Yeah. And so every... And I received every... one that
0: said, watch Monkey Planet. Yes.
2: <laughs> so every reveal for me was like,
1: whoa, whoa what? I'm sorry, it was more like, whoa, 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 what? I mean, that's how I felt. I mean, it was like I had heard about it, but I did not know anything about it. I thought it was a sequel to Money Train, the Woody Harrelson... Um, oh, was it Snipes right. movie where they robbed the MTA train full of money. I was like, oh, maybe this is like a direct-to-DVD yeah. sequel or something like that. Or
2: like Hurricane Heist or yeah. any of these kind of like whatever. I didn't realize it. Was- so, so all that being said... Through just the nature of pure discovery, it was delightful because this is truly a very bad movie, a very boring movie. I should say it is slow and plodding, and nobody can sell the tension or the stakes well, of what's happening
1: they, at all. The they fight literally scenes, in the in the in the Russian roulette scene, they're playing comedy music underneath. Russian roulette, like
2: the fight scenes, there's no good fight choreography, everything is slow the action scenes are boring there are no good set pieces which is what you would expect from one of these kind of Oceans Eleven uh, uh, heist, kind of heist gone wrong. You know, uh, hurricane heist. Like I said, geo—what? Not geo storm, but you know, those types. You have a
1: motherfucking wrestler as your centerpiece. He should be able to body slam at least one person. He he basically doesn't fight at all. He just has that like tussle in the cockpit and the, and the, and his right hand woman in the film who has one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing. Like, you know, he's in, he's playing a, uh, a child trafficker or he's, that's the identity he's taking on. And they're like, well, what happened to that guy? He's like, well, she had a run in with him last year. And the child trafficker is sitting in a parking lot in a parked car. She pulls up, shoots him in the head. And that's it. Like, it's (laughs) like, it's not cool at all. The way that she kills this guy, like rocking out to, uh, tunes in his car. Okay, but.
2: Just, be, just because we've mentioned her a bunch, her name is Katrina Norman. Yes. Um, And, and you know, and she, she has the most kick-ass moments in the movie. Absolutely. She is the muscle. And so, you know, even though it's not like the greatest fight choreography you've ever seen, she at least has some fun takedowns and some fun kind of like hand-to-hand stuff that is... That all happens within the confines, again, I mean, of the money plane.
1: I mean, and that basically in that one hallway. And, you know, I do have some issues with her because um, obviously Katrina was on um, she was on Castle. And, uh, you know, people who listen to this podcast know that I want to be the new Castle. So. You know, I, you know, there was a, there was is a part the of, hashtag sheer for castle still trending. I mean, it <laughs> hasn't stopped. I got an email from Twitter. I, or I should say I got a gift basket. You got from, an email from Twitter. Yeah. That's they, they sent me like, we've never had anything trend this long. And I said, well, you know, when, when America wants something, they are pretty adamant about it. So, you know, we're, we you know the, the whole, you know, the Rona is kind of take hitting everything in its stride. So the castle reboot is not. Fully functional yet, but I, I assume once we get, you know, out of this- maybe
2: you could, you know what you, I would, I would be in complete support of is you taking an episode of castle and doing a live read on zoom where you get to play castle and just as a proof of to concept sh- to proof of concept for yes. the people.
1: I, I think you you're know, right for jason the people, i think it's for
2: the powers that be do a zoom table read of an episode I, of
1: castle i think it's right I, I think it's right and i think it's about time that we do this
2: and I, it's time that's the thing it's time you know because everybody's moved on right castle's yeah. not on the air anymore no, he's already Nathan like, Fillion Nathan is the rookie
1: now isn't he yeah he's, he's done multiple series so yeah you know, we're ready so, to go jason if you would join me as playing uh Javier Esposito and June, if you would join me, uh, and June, if you join me, as playing a uh, Kate Beckett, I think we got this thing wrapped up.
0: It would be an honor.
2: The I mean, listen, guys, if we can do this, the Castle cast is up and running. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, all right. So uh, every week we
2: every week we don't <laughs> every week we don't talk about an episode of Castle. We do a dramatic reading uh, of that, that episode's script. That's. That's a podcast. Oh, Come on, be, guys.
1: Uh, I'm, <laughs> our, I'm in. I am in. CastleCast. Uh, besides uh, promoting CastleCast, do you two have anything you want to promote, tell people about, uh, check out, anything like that?
0: Uh, yes. I will do a quick plug for uh, the Jane Club, the space and community that I founded and the recent Connected Jane membership that we've launched to take. And June, yes. can I just
2: interrupt? I just want to be very clear. The Jane Club has nothing to do with Thomas nothing Jane, Nothing to right? do with Thomas Jane, no. Not related to Thomas
0: Jane, not named after Thomas well, Jane. Well, wait a second. Are you talking about the new Thomas Jane or the old Thomas Jane?
2: Any Thomas Jane. <laughs> has the, Is any Thomas Jane related to the Jane Club? I just want to be clear.
0: No, Jason, complete <laughs> uh, coincidence. Thank you. I Please promise. Continue. Yes. Uh, so if anyone's interested in, in the Jane Club and the Connected Jane online experience, it's $50 a month, and you can head to janeclub.com and use my special code INSIDERJANEFF for $10 off your first month.
1: And June, like, what's going on there is, like, there are, like, it's basically, like, a place to hang out online because we can't go into, like, real spaces. It's There's so much great stuff going on there.
0: Yeah, I mean, more than hang out, we, there's there's tons of programming throughout the day. We do daily meditations together. Uh, writing workshops. There's tons of stuff for kids, music classes. Paul hosts a talent show for the kids on Fridays. We do teach-ins on justice and race and gender and tons of educational experiences. So it's it's a really robust, incredible community uh, that's part school, part bar, part spa. It's It's all the things. And it's just been a, a real lifesaver during this time. And what
1: about you, Jason?
2: Um, uh, the movie that I was in that came out last year called The Long Dumb Road. Uh, has just come on to Netflix right now. So if you want to see myself and Tony Revolori in a kind of shaggy road trip movie, uh, written and directed by the uh, fantastically talented Hannah Fidel and uh, co-written by Carson Mell, uh, it's on Netflix now. And also uh, I'm a voice in the new HBO Max uh, animated series called Close Enough from J.G. Uh, You're so funny G- in that. Oh, thanks! It's the it's the same folks that did the regular show, JG Quintel and all those folks. Really funny family animated show, but definitely R rated. So it's uh that's a blast. And I also want to say, uh, and we I think we texted about this, but last week on the the mini we misidentified the name of the Thirst Aid Kit podcast that I was on. So I just wanted to make sure our listeners are going to the right place to hear that episode. It's called the Thirst Aid Kit. Uh, the hosts are Nicole and Bim, and it's a great podcast. So I just wanted to correct that from last week.
1: And I will say, uh, one other thing that's important to, uh, to, to hear or understand is, uh, Jason and I, if you have HBO Max, you can actually watch us on the Chris Gethard show, the episode where Chris sabotaged us live on air and gave us total control of his show for an episode. It was completely improvised and impromptu, and it was, uh... It was awesome so and now that has a on place live today. television and on live it television was,
2: He abandoned us without telling us he abandoned us for an hour on live television Uh, and it is, I will say it is one of my, one of my two favorite things I've ever done. We're both with you, Paul, on Chris Gethard's, uh, show, but the one man's trash episode, which is the dumpster episode, which is available on YouTube and the one that you just mentioned called, uh, show us your pets. So if you have HBO HBO max,
1: go deep dive in there. And also this week I was on the Anna Ferris podcast, uh, unqualified fun to see her again. And, uh, Always a trip to see what she's up to and interested in. Um, this has been a pleasure. Another, how did this get made in quarantine? And it couldn't be done without our amazing team that is behind our Zooms, making sure this sounds great. That is our producer, Cody um, Averill Halley, for picking this film. Molly Reynolds, for organizing all the things behind the scenes. Uh, Devin, our engineer. Uh, Nate Kylie for doing all of our research. And uh, July for listening through, finding all the moments, trimming all the fat doing all the hard work and everybody at Earwolf thank you so much uh, for listening also the ghost of Craig T. Nelson uh, thank you for all your brilliant designs and Kyle Waldron you can always head over to the Tee Public store to check out all of our amazing shirts our charity shirt is now down but we raised over almost $8,000 in charity shirts there so that was amazing and our Gish and Gertz shirt uh, paid for over 800 meals so uh, pretty amazing all across the board and Gish and Gertz is still raising money uh, now the charity has changed um but uh really fun stuff so head over to tpublic.com store slash hdtgm uh bye for now